Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you cannot continue to listen online, please simply call us by dialing directly 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone, or please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. You can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's www.audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. And that will be posted in the chat room so you can check that out a little bit later. Do you stop yourself from doing things because you just don't really trust that the answers you feel are accurate or in your best interest? And do you want a way to validate that what you are intuitively feeling, hearing, seeing, thinking, doing is right? You can get that. Tonight, my guest, Tori Hartman, is here to help us with all of that. Tori Hartman is a world-renowned intuitive and spiritual teacher. Her motto, Enlightenment Made Simple, refers to her desire to give people the support they need in order to do spiritual work on their own. She's born and raised in the free-thinking atmosphere of New York's Greenwich Village in the 60s, and Tori has been aware of her psychic abilities since she was about the age of eight, and a series of encounters with angels that began 25 years ago after a near-death experience revealed the profound fables that were to form the basis of our discussion night tonight, the Chakra Wisdom Oracle Cards. She is the founder of Tori Hartman, Inc., author of Fabulous You Specialty Modeling and several other novels. Tori understands her work to be about empowering people to connect with source and fulfill their divine potential. She's a firm believer that when we take a leap of faith, the universe really does catch us, and she guarantees the door you enter will not be the door from which you exit. Tori is a publishing mogul and media personality. She runs her spiritual club and her profitable publishing and merchandising companies. She's a renowned voiceover artist and CEO of the Garden of Sound, which is a Los Angeles-based recording studio with ISDN capabilities. Tori is the full package, and we are so grateful that she's here with us tonight. Good evening, Tori. Thank you for joining us. How are you being this evening? I am doing great. Well, you know, here it's afternoon. <laughs> well, that's We're true. <laughs> our day, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. It's been a busy day, oh. busy, busy day, so well, it's great. Yeah, and it, this is a good way for you to break up your afternoon then to do a I love it. <laughs> okay, good. You know, I wanted to start by asking you, if you would, to provide some additional background for us. I only touched on how all of this came about in the introduction, and I'd love it if you'd be able to tell the listeners about how your near-death experience and your encounters with angels brought everything about. Well, I mean, I always kind of, I guess, um, you know, I, I wish the experience was more of a fantastical story, but the reality is that, you know, things that end up being amazing stories later are often come from bad decisions. So, you know, like, bad decisions 
make great stories. Um, and part of my stuff was that I, I, you know, honestly, I just didn't drink enough water. I was living in New York City. <laughs> this is years ago, and I got dangerously dehydrated. I didn't know that's what it was. I was having severe pain in my stomach, and I was rushed to the hospital. And, you know, I think that spirit really protects us because at the time I was involved with a doctor, and he knew the triage nurse, so I was lucky to get right through. And I literally was sitting on the edge of this, I guess, gurney or whatever in the ER, and I just looked at the doctor when she walked in, and I said, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I just started falling backwards. And as I turned, I turned and I watched somebody come and catch me. And I was like, this is cool. Somebody's catching me. You know, it didn't occur to me that I was observing myself. <laughs> and, oh. and it was very, I heard nothing. I saw people shouting, but I heard nothing. And then all of a sudden I just heard like a, it's almost like a steel door just slammed shut. Like, whoop. And it was very silent. It was just, I heard silence. And the thing I noticed was that it, there was no breath. I was like, where's my, where's my, there's nothing. There's no sound. And then I looked up and I saw the white light that everybody talks about. And I saw figures walking back and forth because I was being pulled up. And I went, whoa, 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 this is not, the no, hello, not my time. Got to go back. I have stuff to do. And um, I struggled, and literally what feels like, you know, a moment later, I was sitting up, you know, gasping for air um, in the hospital, and, and they um, they just started, you know, they said, well, you're dehydrated, and they just started, you know, filling me with water. But when I came back, what happened to me was I had angels talking to me, and it was literally like... On my right shoulder, you could feel heat emanating. It was like spirits were sitting there. And it was like um, I, I said to the nurse at one point, I said, just put your hand here. She goes, oh, my gosh, it's so hot there. And I said, yeah, over here. And she said, and I, she said oh, there's nothing. I said, what is that? She said, oh, you're just, you know, probably running a fever or whatever. And I thought, no, because whatever it was, was, was felt like it was talking to me. And I thought, you know, the doctor came in the next day and said, how are you feeling? I said, oh, just great. And he said, uh, I hear that you're telling people things about their life because the spirit would tell me, oh, you're so good that you broke up with him. He's a creep. He has a girlfriend <laughs> out, you know, out in Connecticut. <laughs> and, and it was true, right? True and <laughs> all this stuff. Anyway, the point is the doctor says, yeah, I hear you're telling people things. And he said, uh, how, how do you know that? And I said, I looked at him and I kind of cocked my head and I said, listen, if I told you I'm hearing voices, you'd send me over to Bellevue. So all I'm going to say is I don't know. And he said, fair enough. <laughs> and as he was walking out, I said, by the way, don't go to Hunter Mountain with those bad tires. He said, huh? And then, of course, he came in the next day all ashen-faced, and he said, how did you know my tires were bad? I didn't know my tires were bad. And I said, like I said, I don't know. And he went, and it was a really interesting uh, experience because for me, I, I, you know, I just knew things. And what I did was I prayed and I just said, please, 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 God, don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like. I don't want to be some, you know, some psychic on Forty Second Street with an under under a neon sign that said psychic reader. Please, like, <laughs> let me use this energy 
for my 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 creative energy, for my writing, for to help other people, but I just do not want to be a psychic. And, you know, of course, you know, if you try to hide something long enough, it'll just pop out, you know. And um, so ultimately I did actually use the energy, the psychic energy, and um, did do readings. And um, after that near-death experience, a lot of angels came and told me stories. And what I thought were honestly stupid, I, I think it was ridiculous. What do you mean, you know, like, like Penelope and Pickle? And, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking of some of them now, Aqua People or Sky, you know, like, are you kidding? Like Rhonda Rhino from Avis. And I was like, what are these silly little stories? But they were all fable-based. They were color-based. And the um, angels would not go away. Each individual spirit would not go away until I wrote their story down. And, you know, I always say that I do believe that our unique wounding is what predisposes us for what we're here to do. And mm-hmm. when I was little, my mom wrote all my papers growing up because she told me from the time I was like five or six that I had no command of the language. And which, of course, is, you know, you look at that and go, a five-year-old, really? Um, but, you know, until I was 15, she wrote every single one of my papers. And um, she died when I was 15, and then she, uh, she ended up, um, you know, leaving me with, you know, an inability to write. Um, and I had to work triply as hard. And I did actually, um, I failed English in high school the year she died. And after that, I started working hard because I loved writing. I had stories to tell. And I expressed my stories through cards. I would take a playing card deck and just tell a story based on, you know, the, the four of diamonds. And, you know, so this was all started to come together. And Ultimately, when the angels came, and this is the interesting thing, is that when the angels came and told me these stories, I was already, um, I was already trained to take dictation. Because if I didn't write down exactly what my mom said, she would go crazy. Mm. So I <laughs> was, you know, because of that unique, quote, wounding, it became my greatest gift because I was able to, because people say to me, why do you think they came to you? And I'm like, well, uh because I was scarred, <laughs> mm. you know, because they, they knew that I'd write down everything they said, and I did. And uh, Well, sure, and you were trained from the very beginning. Like you said, you had very good training from your mother. That was her job. Right, and so it was very interesting how all that, you know, all that turned out. So the point is that, um, that I really believe that we are, you know, we're guided with this stuff. And um, and so I ended up um, with the cards. What what happened was I I found um, a bunch of people. There was a lot of little circumstances. You know, I don't want to necessarily go into every little nuance right this moment, but I will tell you this that because um, it's a longer story. But basically, um, people started showing up who wanted to be part of a mastermind. And I said, well, I got these fables. Let's use them. And we started working with the fables. And that's how the manuscript developed into group activities. So the Chakra Wisdom Oracle has a toolkit tool that's coming out. And the actual toolkit has the, the fable in it. You know, it has mm-hmm. the – and so the idea is that, that it also has the group activity 
um, in that. And, and those were the things that we started using for spiritual mastermind groups, and, um, and that really developed the cards. I then went on to self-publish. Uh, I found an artist on the Internet and uh, never met her, never met her. I uh, hired her on the Internet. She drew the card. She said, it's going to take me a year. I said, I don't care. I'm not going anywhere. It's already been, at that point, it been 15, <laughs> 20 years. Who cares, you know? Because I really felt that I wanted to have the deck. And I, um, I did it because I knew that as I was developing this work, I needed the deck. And I couldn't get a publisher. Um, I was turned down by every major publisher in New York. And I just decided I'm going to do it myself. So I took it. Uh, I took it. Uh, went to China, um, made up 10,000 copies, went through my life savings. Um, and then I, you know, they, when they arrived, I was stunned with how many 10,000 actually was. Um, mm-hmm. And I put the whole thing up online for free so people could use the cards in the deck for free. And then if they wanted to buy the deck, I would sell them the deck. That was how I did it. And I couldn't sell them through Amazon because Amazon takes almost 65%, and I had paid so much to have these made because they're expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. And I learned – I mean, I'd been uh, published traditionally, so I did know some things. But I, I really um, – you know, I was very blessed because people started ca- – caught on, and I sold 10,000 copies off my website in three years. And about a year and a half – yeah, a year and a half ago now, I went to. I decided I was feeling a calling for London, and I said I'm going to go to to London. I'm going to get a publisher at the the British, at the London Book Fair. And people were like, they don't buy books at the London Book Fair; they do foreign rights. And I said, perfect, I'm foreign; it'll work out. And uh, <laughs> so I get there, and you know, serendipity, people came together. I have some very good friends that introduced me to people, and I um, I met with um, Watkins Publishing. Joe Lal, who is amazing, and uh, she's my publisher, and we hit it off right away, and she said, um, here's what I want to do. She said, I want to change the title, and we went from Color Wisdom Cards to Shocker Wisdom Oracle, and I had an amazing editor, and we really put, we pulled out everything that was unnecessary in just the card deck, and then you know, God bless them, because my practitioners, you know, they, they ended up talking to some of the people who had worked with the cards, and they said, well, what about the fables? And so uh, Watkins came back, and they said, okay, yeah, let's do a toolkit so people can learn the fables, too. And the interesting thing is Watkins is one of the oldest mind-body-spirit publishers in the world. In fact, they are the oldest. Um, they were established in 1896, and they published Carl Jung, um, and they they really work with um, unusual thought and and um, I was really proud to be with them because and still am because they're what they publish is ex- is extraordinary and um, you know getting to work with people at that level and I think what I'm trying to say is that for me it was it was constantly stepping into a yes and trusting the process and trusting that. You know, I went through all this money to, to get this deck out, and there were so many people that helped. I mean, there were, I mean, so, so, so many people um, that, you know, when I took the, the old site down, Color Wisdom Cards, people were saying, they were emailing me going, oh, I used to use the cards all the time online, free, you know. And when I, I had to take it down because I signed a publishing agreement, and, you know, 
what I didn't count on, and this was really amazing, is I went over for a month to London when when it came out. Just to, actually, at this recording, it was like a couple couple uh, two months ago, and from the first, it, it, there was such a high demand for the card deck. They came, they brought it out a week early, and it shot up to bestseller. And it still ranks number one and two in on Amazon in the UK. And it's it's starting to you know catch on and it it has been an extraordinary experience to realize that you know i i went through my life savings because i knew that this would help people and getting the emails from people saying oh my gosh i've had so many revelations already you know it makes everything that you go through worth it because you know it's never a straight line you know and it it, it the thing that's ex- the other extraordinary thing i want to say is really it kind of you know, people can say whatever they want about me or whatever, but the thing about Gretchen, who was the artist on this, six months after I put it up online free, um, she she died, and she was only 41 oh years old. And, you know, it was, it was really interesting because, um, you know, I really feel this was her legacy. She left us, you know, and mm. I'm very, you know, I'm very much aware of the people who, cross my path to you know to get this into people's hands and and so it's been an extraordinary experience and um getting to work with uh the level the level of of professionalism that uh that I'm getting to work with with Watkins and um and and others has just been amazing so you know that's been to be to be really honest i mean it's and it it's full circle because i've i tell people all the time especially because i'm a professional psychic people come to me and they go oh you know um you know does he love me and i say who cares you're miserable you know and <laughs> and i don't i don't i want them to do their own work i i want to empower people to to know they have the answer they don't need me and i think my job is to make my job obsolete and I've grown up using these cards. I mean, when, when we said it was very interesting, that great, this is a fun story, where I went to, to lunch with my publisher, Joe, and we had just gotten our first review, okay? And I have to tell you, it hit so quickly when it hit. And it was the, it was the bestseller at the, at the Mind, Body, Spirit show. It was just tickets were selling out. It was just really, it hit very quickly. And on the cover of the card deck, it says, the complete spiritual toolkit for transforming your life. Well, Hmm. somebody said in one of the reviews, and and we had just gotten this review, and it was a great review, and we were sitting at lunch with Joe, and I said, so what do you think of that subtitle? And she went, oh, and we both, like, bowed our head, and I said, you know what's funny? Because the the reporter said in the the review, she said, well, that's a pretty lofty thing to claim. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) gums. And, And she said, but it delivers. And right. and I looked at Joe, and, and she and I were both like, <gasps> and she, Joe said, I never would have put that on the cover if I had thought that through, you know, what people could respond to, you know, or how they could react. And I said that to her, too. I said, I know, I, 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 you know, it is the complete toolkit. There are other ways to do it, you know. Certainly there's tapping, there's Reiki, there's tons of stuff, right? This is one of them. Like, that's, it is it is, it does, and the reason it's on that cover is because it really, it did transform my life, 
everything I've learned about feeling feeling like I have a purpose. You know, I, I came into this not knowing that this 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 thing, this whole thing, would would create my purpose, and I didn't I didn't know that my purpose ultimately would be about helping pe- guide people to theirs. And you know, that's what that's what this is about. And 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 we've been, I mean, I've been very very fortunate, and I feel extremely blessed to get to be around people like yourself and and who are doing this work and they're like yeah yeah isn't it great we're part of this this community and and something that really comes forward to me in in having this and i I know i'm going on a little bit i wanted to say that you know what we're having right now is an evolutionary conversation you know i think that the the psychics of years ago were like well here's what's going to happen with you and you know i'm good i'm good at what i do and i do i can lay down a couple cards, and I can tell you what I see. But you see, what's more important is what you see. And the evolutionary talk is that, you know, so many people, you know, talk about this whole new paradigm, the new paradigm. And I'm like, well, you know what the big, the big joke of the new paradigm is? Nobody knows what it is. Not new. <clears throat> it's also not new. <laughs> and and the, because there's always a paradigm, right? There's always a And here's the thing. You have to understand, and I think your listeners get this already, that where we're heading, there's no map for. We've overrun the drop zone, as my father used to say. He he was a World War II veteran. He jumped on D-Day, and he used to say, thank God Patton overran that drop zone, or we'd we'd have had to do that third jump. But the point is, is that we've overrun the drop zone. There is no more map for what's next, and that means you get to create it. Doesn't that get exciting? <laughs> well, it is. We've always been able to recreate it, but people didn't know how, and these are the tools to help them do it. But I want to go back to something you said yeah. at the very beginning because I found it very amusing when you uh-huh. said, I don't have a fantastical story to tell. I, there aren't a lot of people that have near-death experiences and then end up talking to angels and getting fables and writing them down. So I'm thinking, first of all, you do have a fantastical story to tell. <laughs> so there's <laughs> that. Um, there, you know, there's, when you talked about, you, you did spend your entire life savings to create the first deck, and people did tell you you were crazy. And, you know, we've all heard about people like you who spent their life savings on a project and it worked out for them very well in a lot of cases such as yours. It's not easy to live only on faith when there's a mortgage to pay, mouths to feed, health care costs are high, you know, right through the roof. Uh, my, my favorite story, okay, in this, and by the way, when you're in it, it's ordinary, when other people are observing it, it can look extraordinary, if that makes sense. Well, that was my question. You know, right? It was because you couldn't think that way. You couldn't think that it was a crazy thing to do. So no, you had you no doubt. You're and just you doing it. I mean, I remember, I, by the way, just so you know and everybody listening, I take full responsibility for the financial crisis a few years ago. I'm the one who signed the bad mortgage, just so you know. <laughs> and... What happened was my mortgage, it had a ceiling. I don't know anything about it. I was, now I do. Now I do. But at the time, I didn't understand that, you know, when I was paying the minimum, it was going on to the principal. And then suddenly I just get a bill, and my mortgage doubled. And I'm mm. like, well, why did it go from three to 6000 a month? What, what's that? <laughs> mm. And they said, oh, well, you've hit the ceiling. You now have to pay 6000 a month. And I sat down, okay, I'll never forget, I was in my dining room, and this was the moment, you know, talk about mortgage to pay, and, and this was the moment when I said, 
I had spent all my money on the cards. They were on their way. My mortgage doubled. I did not know what to do. And everybody looks at me. You know, my, at the time, my staff was all standing around. They went, what are you going to do? And there was that moment. And that's that moment that we all get when we have to pull up inside ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just looked at everybody and I said, I guess I have to make more money. And they were like, oh. I didn't say I have to cut things. I didn't say I have to cut back. I said, I have to create more, and that's what I'm going to have to do. Now we have a reason. Now we have a bigger container. So let's, let's double the money. And I was very, very blessed because the minute I put the, the, the cards online, people were buying them. And I created programs around it to teach people because I can't stand the idea of just, here's my deck. Isn't it fabulous? It's like, no, <laughs> people know how to use it. <laughs> I mean, I love my deck. I think it's great. Some people can pick it up and use it. Some people go, what to, how do it know what, you know. And I wanted people to know how to do it. I want people to learn how to tap into their own intuition. I, I you know, I want that. So, you know, right now, even as we're talking, we're creating a program, you know, so that people can learn, you know, how to work with the cards and how to work on their life purpose and, you know, how to discover it naturally. And those are, you know, that kind of stuff is what jazzes me. You know, I get so excited when people call me and say, I had one woman, this is such a perfect example. You know, she was really struggling. She signed up for my, I was doing a multi-generational healing class. That's all this work came out of these cards, okay? And she, uh, her grandfather, okay, and this is a whole nother conversation, but basically her grandfather, um, she was, we do a whole thing on grandparents, and she said, uh, well, my grandfather was very arrogant. I said, well, really, what did, what did he do? You know, she said, well, he was the first black brigadier general in uh, Trinidad. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> she said, he was a brigadier general. I said, uh, what? So, of course, you realize arrogance goes with that kind of position, right? And she didn't say anything. And everybody in the class was like, you know, we all felt it. And I said, do you realize how big that legacy is? Now, this is a woman, by the way, who lived in a small apartment in Canada with her son, single mom. Her dream was always to have a house and to have a really good career, Okay. Long story short, um, it, she, it was never going to happen for her. This was her, you know, mindset. And she said, I, I don't, you know, that's not, that's not on the radar. Um, but two weeks after realizing this, she emailed uh, my assistant and said, oh, my gosh, I got it. And she said it was amazing because all of a sudden work took off, and they were, she was getting more money at work <laughs> than she'd ever made. And I just want to tell you, eight months later now, she emailed me because I'd been back and forth to Europe and, and since, you know, since I'd talked to her last. And she said, I'm so sorry I haven't been around to some of the classwork and stuff. She said, but I just closed on my first home. And I completely relate it to the work I've been doing. And I think what mm-hmm. happens is that when you step into your purpose, it's one of the most exciting things because it's bigger than goals. It's bigger than intentions. It's an internal journey of looking at your value, you know, and you're living into it. And, you know, she now sees the legacy she was left, and as a result, she can live into the legacy she's here to create. And that's what I get excited about. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I 
that's where it gets really exciting is when I can see other people start creating things that I've created, you know, um, and seeing it in their own life and who they are and where they've come from. It's really exciting stuff. It is exciting stuff. We're going to take a small break right now just so we can talk about Audible.com again. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Now, they have over 150,000 titles to choose from, many of which we have discussed on this show, including The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, The Courage to be Free by Guy Finley, A Message of Hope from the Angels by Lorna Byrne, and of course, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who has been here numerous times. You just need to search for his name on their site, and you'll see a vast number of his books on the site as well. There are so many books available from so many different authors, and the best part is you can listen to the audiobooks on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now, and if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com slash energyawareness, you get one free audiobook along with a one-month trial of the service. So go ahead and write that down, www.audibletrial.com slash energyawareness to find the books of interest to you. We really appreciate all of our listeners, and we're so grateful for your support. So remember, the site is www.audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. And get some of the books. Give them, give them a shot. You know, you don't have to pay for them the first month because it's free, and you'll be able to check them out and see how they work for you. And I'm sure that you're going to love them. Uh, Tori. Okay, what's yes. interesting is I'm a, I'm a strong believer in setting intentions, a real strong believer in setting intentions, and of course you are too, but I also yeah. believe, just as you did, you need to take action. I mean, I can intend to win the lottery until, you know, the cows come home, and if I don't purchase a ticket, guess what? I'm not going to win the lottery. But when it comes to taking a leap of faith, sometimes people, they, they are on the right path, doing the right thing. Everything's in flow, but they can't seem to do that one thing like, like you did. You just went for it wholeheartedly. Does mm-hmm. that mean that they're either not in the right space or it's just not the right time or they're not doing the right work that they're supposed to be doing? Do you have any insight into that? Yeah, I mean, my question about my question, too, that comes up is um, what if it's none of that and all of it? Do you know what I mean? Like what if it's just yeah. that, you know, I think that the thing is is that I don't think there's a cookie cutter of what's right for each person. You know, and even as I do, even as I do work with people, you know, um, cause I, you know, it's interesting because somebody said to me in one of the classes the other day, well, um, okay, so how do I get over this? And I said, that's mm. interesting. <laughs> Why do you want to get over it? Well, I want to get rid of it. It's painful. It's, I, I keep, you know, doing this pattern. And I said, okay, but shouldn't we find out what it is and why it's there first? You don't seem like a, a stupid person. You seem pretty smart to me. You've probably created it for a reason. So if we back up, T, and we say to people, hey, let's back up and let's look at this as, hmm, if I've created something where I'm not taking a risk, right, and I'm not stepping into it, what, what's that about for me, right? Well, fear. I think it's fear. Well, what if you're protecting yourself? What if you're trying to yeah. heal? Yourself, right? What if, what if, what if it, it, it's just, I think that, I think that we've gotten to a point, and stop me if, if you think I'm wrong too, but I, I kind of think we've gotten to a point where we use these buzzwords to explain things when the reality is that, you know, uh, it's 
it, it's so much it's so much deeper than that. It's so much it's so much deeper and richer and it's so personal. So for example, I was terrified. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't just you know, I remember saying to my father, I was talking walking down the street with him one day and I said, Papa, you did a great thing, you know. You you cuz he was talking about his buddy who said to him, "Hey, you know, I envy you that," meaning j- being a paratrooper jumping on D-Day cuz the guy missed it. And my father said, "There's nothing to envy, believe me." And I said, Papa, though, you know, I was just talking to Papa because we were talking, we were walking down the street. And I said, but Papa, you were a hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're a hero. And my father, it was one of the few times I saw him shake, grab both my wrists. He turned me to him and he said, I was not a hero. I said, what are you talking about? He said, Tori, I was scared the whole time. And I mm. went, so? And he went, but real heroes, they don't feel fear. And I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, who are you and what planet are you on? Now, I was mm-hmm. always, my dad, we had a sassy relationship. And he looked at me and he goes, well, he goes, well, that's what they showed in the movies. And here's a man at 70 years old <laughs> saying, right? Because, mm-hmm. you see, he, he didn't know that what he did was important until I said, you can feel fear, right? And that whole cliche, feel the fear and do it anyway, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. the thing is, he said, who cares what you felt? You did it. <laughs> Right. And, oh. But a lot of the heroes don't feel like they are heroes simply because they do have that fear. And yet, when you have that fear, that's when adrenaline kicks in, and that's when you do your best work. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of the heroes don't realize it because it's an everyday thing for them. Mm-hmm. You know, firefighters are running into burning buildings. That's, an every, that's what they're trained to do. But they right. don't think of it as, wow, these – I mean, when we look at all of these guys and gals and people on 9-11 – who came from all over the country to, to, to New York to help. And, you know, who were these people? You know, these were, I, and my dad, one of my favorite, and I don't know why this is coming up so much today, but I'm trusting it. You know, I think that one of my favorite stories that my father told was after, because he watched the towers fall. He, was, he lived in Greenwich Village, and he died uh, six months later after the towers fell, and actually four months to the day. And um, what, was, what was prophetic for me was that he said, you know, um, he, uh, he basically was walking, he had to walk up to 14th Street because he was slightly below, and that's, there was no power below 14th Street mm-hmm. for a little while in New York. And one day he walks up, and there was a barrier on 6th Avenue where these, you know, people couldn't drive down to the t- towers. And there were these four guys, and my dad looked over and he said, I saw these four you know, strapping young men, as he would say, you know, in their, you know, early 20s. And he said, it caught me because they reminded me of how we were, you know, in in our 20s when we were jumping, you know, in in Normandy. And he said these these boys pulled up to the the barricade and the cops were like, no, you can't come down here. You can't come down here. And the the one kid leaned out and said, hey, um, officer, we've driven all the way from, uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, and we're we're here to help. Um, you know, we 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 got to go down there. Even if if we have to park here, we'll walk down. And and we, you know, we're all we're all firefighters in training. And the officer went okay, and he looked at their ID and he just let them down. And my dad said that was a moment when he knew that he was leaving the world in a better place because he was from Cleveland. And he said here was here were some boys who reminded him of what he'd done. And it was a, it was a, it was a better world. And so I think we, we never know when we're going to get called into our greatness. And I think our, 
our 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 work, if you will, is to always make sure that we wherever we're doing, we leave it better than we found it. And I think sometimes we forget and we get caught up in, in you know, drama, day-to-day drama. You know, he said this or she said this or this is what happened. And the thing that you have to understand is that when you get into that place, you've forgotten who you are. That's all. You know, right. and, and, and I think that going to what we're talking about, you know, when you are in your purpose, you will be proud of what you're seeing in your world. And it will all flow beautifully. Now, your cards can help people with this because when they go to set an intention, because your cards, let's face it, there's a vast array of cards available on the market today. There are angel cards and archangel cards and sigil cards. There's everything, yeah. Cards. Yeah, there's everything out there. But <laughs> yours, yours are slightly different. First of all, I do like the fact that there's a fable involved in each one because it sets an example so you get a better understanding of a situation and how it would work within a situation, and therefore you can see more clearly your own situation. So that's a really cool addition to it because it's not just this will happen or you will do this or this means this. It, it actually shows you here's somebody, you know, here's a thing, and now put it toward what, you know, try to make it like an analogy to what's going on with you. So I like that a lot. But how can people for better guidance by example or better guidance just trying to ask a question of the cards and, and set sure. the cards. Let's talk a little bit about how they're going to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that, um, so for those of you listening, one of the things that the, um, the cards do is that they are really, they were really designed and developed around intention setting. And the idea of an intention is who you are stepping into, the role you're stepping into. A goal is who you become in the process. So when I talk about intentions, T, that in the back of the book with the Chakra Wisdom Oracle cards, there's, a, um, there's like an intention for wealth, removing blocks, intention for love, the purpose of your intention. And that's mm-hmm. interesting because what, it, what, it, what that really reveals to you when you're looking at that is like, for example, there's four, there's four spots, and these are just simple four card, card spreads, like the first one is why you set this intention. This is for the purpose of your intention. Why you set this intention, the journey ahead, the lesson you must learn, the third card, and the fourth is mm-hmm. the highest potential of growth in this circumstance. And it's really quite extraordinary when you do a layout and you start to see that as the cards, they, they, because they're fable-based, the story is what you relate to in this. And you start to see right. the journey to your intention. And even where you've perhaps um, allowed yourself to get held back. Um, and so that's basically how the, the cards work. Um, and the idea is there's also in here, there's a chakra layout where it, it's, it's basically the seven cards. You lay out the seven cards of the chakra. And the idea is that it will give you an idea in each of the spots um, where you are in your current life. For example, the red cards tell you about the basis of your life. The orange is your emotional state. The yellow cards, what's on your mind. And each one of these are aspects of a chakra. And I know that most people listening know what chakra is, but basically the chakra are energy centers in our body. 
And there are mm-hmm. technically more than seven, but we work primarily and operate in this life with the, the main seven. So as we move up the chakra body, the fourth chakra is your heart. Is your heart in it? Are you committed? Um, the blue cards are how you express yourself. The purple cards are the sixth chakra and the sixth sense. It's often um, family matters. Um, it's also how you see, how you're using your intuition. And it's also, when I say concealed family matters, there, a lot of them are revealed in that um, purple chakra. And the seventh chakra is the idea of trusting spirit. And so each, when you pull a card, what will happen for you, for example, is you'll look at what chakra it's hitting. So what area of your life is up for you? And you pull the card and it'll tell you, oh, if it's a red card, it's your foundation. What are you building on? You know. So each of the each of the chakra cards will really give you an idea of what area of your body you're focusing on, and then what's the energy behind it. So, for example, I just pulled for you, if I may, um, just one card, just perseverance, and it's an orange card. It's reversed. And a reversal in the Chakra Wisdom Oracle is um, all about breakthroughs. So you've really mastered this past year of being persistent and not giving up. Not that you ever were before, like a person gave up. I I gave up. (laughs) But you really got it this year. Um, And that's something that you're really realizing not to quit before the miracle. Um, And sometimes we give up things because they're not right for us. Sometimes it's just too early. You know the story about the guy that owned the land and he was digging and digging and digging for oil and he didn't have it and he sold the land and the next day the people bought, who bought the land went over, put their machines in and boom, they struck oil. You know? But at some yeah. point, it's like you have to give up because you're like, I just can't do another. I just can't take one more step. I have to give up. And to me when that happens, it just wasn't meant to be yours because you wouldn't have given up at that point if it was. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, sometimes yeah. things just aren't meant. Um, I, I like your, your cards because of everything they offer. It does tell you which chakra you're in. So which zone in your body are you hitting? And within each chakra, there are like seven or eight cards that you can actually just look at and say, yeah, okay, I get this, before you even read the fable. But the fable actually cements it because you can internalize it and say, okay, how does this fable you know, react with what's going on in my life? And you always get something out of it. I, I just think you did a great job with everything about it, the, and even the layouts of how to do the the cards yourself for a chakra layout or intentions for wealth or removing blocks. And it, it's interesting because you can't get all of this information, and I use a lot of different cards. You can't get all of this information because you don't think it through from a basic tarot deck or from an angel card or an archangel card. You you just don't think it through the way you do with yours. So I'm thinking that probably was the intention of the angels when they gave you the fables to let Mm. people really go and think about it. Would you agree with that? I absolutely do. And I'm, gosh, can can you just uh, come with me and tell people that all the time? So it sounds great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, you actually, you actually quite eloquently put it. And I think that's true um, that the fables themselves um, that's what makes the toolkit so extraordinary is you, when you read the fable, you identify with the card and it becomes a personal relationship as opposed to just, right. hey, this means this. 
you know. Right. Um, Because you don't know, like, you'll read a story. You know, when you read a story, you don't know which character you're going to necessarily identify with. Right. You know? You have no idea. And when you do, that's what you need to get out of the story. You can read a story six different times and be six different characters. Exactly. So that's the idea, is that the stories really allow you to get the multidimensional aspect. And that's why a card can change each time you read it. I do want to ask you a question because I did go through these and I did not see, mm-hmm. I don't know why, and I must have missed it for some reason, where it states when a card is reversed. It doesn't. Okay, that's why. It so, never, okay. Uh, it was never in the book and I, I purposely didn't do that um, because I didn't want to confuse people. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you get more advanced with the cards, like my practitioners know that and people that have worked with me because I want people to just take the, take the energy as it is um, and be able to read the fable as it is. And then they decide if it's going to be, if that's a powerful moment for them or not. Um, but as people really master it, you start to see that when there's a reversal, it really punches up that chakra and becomes a breakthrough for you. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, I didn't it, – it, and there's a lot – like I've done a few videos and stuff on YouTube and on my Facebook page, uh, the Chakra Wisdom Oracle Facebook page, where um, I, I go through you know, a couple different ideas or points of view because I think there's so much to learn um, with this that it doesn't just stop with, oh, I'm going to pull a card. It's, you know, just awakening your own um, mm-hmm. your, your own inner purpose and your own, you know, direction. So is, mm-hmm. it, is it safe to say, I'm going to say this based on the card you pulled for me, the Perseverance card, where mm-hmm. it has key ideas and it says breaking through, unseen help at work, feeling taken for granted, overcoming doubts. Okay, that's if it's upright. But mine, you got it reversed. So is it safe <laughs> to say if you look at the key ideas, you can say, okay, it's the opposite of that. I've completed that. Oh, yeah. You know where it, I would, I am glad you're mentioning this. How brilliant of you. Actually, where, where, it, um, where it actually um, becomes more pronounced is in the book um, at the beginning of every chapter, in this case it's page 22, it says in this it says orange cards at a glance or it'll say red cards at a glance. Yep. If you go down to the per- perseverance card, right, and this is just mm-hmm. specifically the color of that and it's not in the card area, it's at the beginning. And Perseverance, it says, this card refers to movement and true feelings. Focus on that which supports you. You may have a heightened emotional state, and this card can inspire or discourage. You're being offered a way of getting something back on track. So what it tells me, if we take that and we say, oh, you've recently put something back on track for yourself. Okay. Right? Because we actually yeah. take chakra and we, we use that. That's how I do it. Okay. So it, there is a little key here. So that's good to know. Because yeah. I made sure when I was using it, I was shuffling them all upright. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I did that. You know, I'll be honest with you. I did that for a long time. And then I started to realize that I loved the reversals and I didn't know why. And then I realized that I started to work with them. I thought, oh, it intensifies the chakra. Mm-hmm. The color. Yeah, yeah. It yep. the color becomes more prominent. 
Now, we are almost at the top of the hour, but I do want to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Do you still interact with the angels about the cards or anything else? You know, it's interesting you're saying that. I did uh, about a year ago. Um, I was like, no, maybe, I, yeah, about a year ago I started to do, I started to play with rings because I really wanted to create some rings that would be fun, wearable, you know, spiritual jewelry. And mm-hmm. as I started to pour these rings, I make them by hand now, and they're each of the cards. And what I did was the angels started to come back and talk to me, and they were like, they were they were really funny now. They had sassier points of view. So, um, so it's the it's we were calling it the Angel Medicine Collection, and that's on my intentionshop.com. That's my, oh, cool. my and you can actually go on there and play with a shuffler. You can click on uh, on the the Angel Medicine shuffler, and it, it'll bring up one of the cards, and it kind of gives you a little bit of a sassy message from the card. And then it tells you which pieces of jewelry are available with that card if it speaks to you. Well, that's very cool. What a great yeah, thing to do. Yeah, it's really so, okay. fun. We're just, you know, I'm just, we haven't really, it's, it's up. I just haven't really gone after a launch with it yet because we've been, you know, doing so many things with the cards. And it's been really, um, it's really extraordinary to get to, um, to get to work with the cards at this level and, and touch them. And it's just, mm. it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Tori. I can't believe it. Before we go, though, would you tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and all the services you provide and how they can purchase their own set of Chakra Wisdom Oracle cards? Yes, absolutely. Um, If you you can find me, I'm very easily gotten on Facebook, Chakra Wisdom Oracle. My website is ChakraWisdomCards.com and also ToriHartman.com. And you can go right onto Amazon, and the cards are... Uh, gosh, I think they, if you have Prime, it's free shipping, and they're 25% off. So, um, And then if you pre-buy the toolkit now, you'll get the lowest price between now and when it comes out in September. So there you have it. Ooh. Oh, that's great. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. So, <laughs> listeners, oh, you're quite welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your time. Mm. So listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show that you just listened to to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get out your calendar and make a note of it now so you can remember to tune it in into it next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Quartz Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. And if you're not in the area or you cannot make a concert, you can order my CD, Imagine, from the site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
today. 